Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. Yo, let's run it back. Spin the block. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Bring it back. Rewind selector. All that good stuff. Stuff to cover. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Okay. Shout out to everybody. What's today? Wednesday? Hopefully a happy hump day. Hopefully everybody had a good and prosperous Wednesday. All right. <clears throat> all right, all right. Let me get about a. Let me see. Let me see. T, what's happening? Neil Finn, what's happening? Cosm- uh, Cosmically Divine, what's happening? My G's. Sydney, hey. RC, yes. Yes, Carrie, we are back at it to, uh, you know, st- stroke the fires of to stroke the fires of conversation i suppose smoke them if you got them if you got them yeah man rosters man listen you have to hit the cash app bro youtube being youtube man because youtube is youtube because i'm that guy i guess you know it's cool <clears throat> notification got it all right where shall I begin? You know what? Let's just get right to, let's piggyback off Travis, Travis Rudolph's, um, all done. Don't worry. I'm, I'm knocking his beard off tonight. No, I will not be like these beard ne- Negroes. No, don't worry. Beard comes off tonight. You'll be right. What? She's always hiding my clippers. Stop hiding my clippers. Fucker. Hair like, whoa, Hey. Hey, there she is. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Don't worry. Well, I'll reapply again later on this month and fingers crossed. But um, let's piggyback off Travis Rudolph's um, epic exoneration. Now, I'm happy he won or I'm happy he got found not guilty, but he is guilty. Now, if this makes me a coon uh sell out all that good stuff then so be it but my thing is this once you expand the playing field because we always hear these stories of people getting shot by stray bullets in their homes minding their businesses right if you're one of travis rudolph's neighbors are you happy with this If you are a neighbor that's 
that lives several hundred yards away from Travis Rudolph's residence. And he brings the gunfight in front of your home. Are you happy with the verdict? Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. But I hate the beard. I hate it. He's guilty by default. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't like that. Bullets, bullets do things sometimes physics cannot explain. And the fact that you just expanded the field for guys to run down on their ops in a gunfight in front of your home, that's not good. That's not good. See, thank you. Somebody likes Beardless Sly. I appreciate that. Well, that's one voice. All I needed, one vote. Um, so that, that's my take on it. So I, I said um, a, a civil lawsuit will be coming. Shout out to Jennifer Signs of Life. I love Jennifer Signs of Life. So she hit me to the, uh, to the civil suit that the mother of the dead person, Sebastian Jean-Jacques, uh, the mother filed a civil suit against Travis Rudolph back in March. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Once again, oh, that's everybody around here. Yeah, I don't think he learns his lesson. I'll point to, I'll point to you why. Yeah, that's what yeah, that that's my only thing. Like I don't care if you have a shootout gun down right in front of your home, but the fact that you you moved a gunfight off of your property onto somebody else's property potentially. You know, 39 rounds is a lot. 39 rounds is a lot. If it took you 39 rounds and you only got one person out the deal, I don't know. Maybe you need to go back to the gun range. I don't know. Exactly. Do you want to live next to Travis um, Rudolph? You, would you feel comfortable living next to Travis Rudolph? Oh, my God. Not River Oaks. River Oaks is a nice mall. I, I, it's a no-win situation. But he still acted he still acted recklessly. And once again, the DA dropped the ball by overcharging him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, you're not trying to you know, I mean I'm I'm glad he beat the 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 the, the, the glaring murder charge, but now it's like like I said, with them letting him get away with this, you just moved, you just opened the playing field for gun battles. I guarantee the next Travis Rudolph will not be so lucky. The next Travis Rudolph that gets jammed up just like this, they're going to throw the book at him to make up for this. I guarantee it. But let's get into, um, yeah. And I, 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 once again, I'm of the ilk. He didn't learn his lesson. Here's, we're going to get to the civil case in a minute, but here's why I feel that Travis Scott or trap shit, Travis Rudolph has not learned his lesson. Now, I get it. You beat a murder rap. Everyone thinks they're, in, listen, average nigga beats a murder rap. He thinks he's tough. He thinks he's invincible. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big deal to beat a murder rap. Because now you got a body on you. Right? Because now everyone knows, okay, he killed somebody. He's, he, you know what I'm saying? He's thorough. Like, you're initiated into this, this group of killers. You know what I'm saying? So he already out here wilding. 
to a certain extent. You're already out here wilding. He ain't learned his lesson, y'all. He ain't learned his lesson. He ain't learned his lesson. Nah. Conspiracy, my man, he ain't learned his lesson. He ain't learned his lesson. Now, once again, this is a short clip, but he ain't learned his lesson. Nah. 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 He ain't learned. Nope. 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 He ain't learned your lesson. Yeah, another John Morant. Yeah, he ain't learn. You ain't learn. He's supposed to have your ass in church with your mama, praying on your knees with your family around you. He's supposed to be in a suit and tie down, down at the, uh, the, 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 uh, down at the nearest uh, NOI mosque. Nigga, you supposed to turn over a whole brand new leaf. You supposed to be out here at, at, at the kids' schools talking about uh, no violence. You ain't learn your yeah. He blooded in now. He ain't learn his lesson. He ain't learn his lesson. Nah. Nah. He ain't learn. Well, come on, let's get into this this case. <laughs> let's get into this case, the civil case. Where is it at? Let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Once again, shout out to Jennifer Signs of Life. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was filed. I had to go digging for it, but I found it. I found it. Here we go. This is the official civil suit filed by the mother of the dead victim that died by the hands of Travis Rudolph. Here it is. Here's the case number. I like to give everybody information because, you know, a lot of these bloggers want to block out the case number and make it hard for you to go look for it. Like they're the only ones that could come up with this type of info. I hate when they do that shit. You know what I'm saying? So here's the case number. It is five zero two zero two three Charlie Alpha zero zero eight five one six XXXXMB Division AD. This was filed on March twenty third at four twenty three PM. Filing number one six nine five one three zero four three. It was e filed. In the circuit for, uh, fort of the f- 15th Judicial Circuit in and for Palm Beach County, Florida. Isabel Jean-Jacques as personal representative of the estate of Sebastian Jean-Jacques, deceased plaintiff. Versus, this is all, <laughs> she's going after everybody. She's going after everybody. Versus Travis Rudolph as individual Linda Rudolph an individual that's his mama Daryl Rudolph that's the brother Keyshawn Jones that is Dominique's brother and Camille Jones all right as defendant comes now the plaintiff Isabel Jean-Jacques as personal representative of the estate of Sebastian Jean-Jacques 
Deceased letters of administration issued to Isabel Jean-Jacques appointing her as personal representative of the estate of Sebastian Jean-Jacques are attached hereto as Exhibit A by and through the undersigned attorneys and sues the defendants Travis Rudolph, Linda Rudolph, Daryl Rudolph as individuals and states as follows. This is an action for damages brought under the Florida Wrongful Death Act. Uh Uh-oh. Florida Statute 768.16 for damages in excess of $50,000. At all times, material here to plaintiff Sebastian Jean-Jacques, deceased, was a resident of Palm Beach County, Florida. At all times, material here to the plaintiff Isabel Jean-Jacques, as personal representative of the estate of Sebastian Jean-Jacques, deceased, which has been filed in Palm Beach County Circuit uh, Probate Court, was as an as re- and is a resident of Palm Beach County, Florida. The decedent, Sebastian Jean-Jacques, upon his death, left his mother, Isabel Jean-Jacques, as survivor, as defined by the Florida Wrongful Death Act, Florida Statute 768.16. At all times, material here to the defendant, Travis Rudolph was an, an individual residing in Palm Beach County, Florida. At at, at all times, material defendant Linda Rudolph was is an individual residing in Palm Beach County, Florida. At all times, defendant Daryl Rudolph and Keyshawn Jones and Camille Jones, all individuals residing in Palm Beach County, Florida. Venue is proper in Palm Beach County as it is the county where the subject incident occurred. On or about April 7th, 2021, four individuals, including the deceased, arrived at the home of defendant Linda Rudolph where an altercation occurred just outside of the front door. The defendants, Travis Rudolph and Daryl Rudolph, began fighting the individuals outside the home that included the the decedent. At some point during the altercation, the defendant, Travis Rudolph, disengaged and went inside the home and armed himself with an AR-15. During this time, defendant Daryl Jones continued to engage in a physical altercation even after the decedent and his friends were trying to leave. The defendant, Travis Rudolph, fired off approximately 38 rounds from his rifle at the deceased who was attempting to enter the vehicle to leave the scene. Sebastian Jean-Jacques was struck multiple times by the defendant, Travis Rudolph, where he was later pronounced dead on scene. Keyshawn Jones drove the vehicle owned by Camille Jones. That's the mom. That's his mama that had the decedent uh, in the front passenger seat. Count one negligence against defendant Travis Rudolph. Plaintiff Isabel Jean-Jacques. Okay, defendant Travis Rudolph owed a duty to use ordinary care while using a firearm. Defendant Travis Rudolph breached his duty owed to Sebastian Jean-Jacques by firing approximately 38 shots in his direction, striking him multiple times, resulting, resulting in his untimely death. At all times, Travis Rudolph was negligent in one or more of the following manners. Failure to use due care, failure to warn before opening fire, failure to safely operate a firearm. As a direct and proximate result of the negligence of the defendant, Travis Rudolph Sebastian Jean-Jacques was caused to suffer an untimely death. As a direct and proximate result of the ultimate untimely death of Sebastian Jean-Jacques, the plaintiff Isabel Jean-Jacques, uh, sustain the following engine. Okay. 
Uh, here are the damages set forth for the statute. As to the estate of Sebastian Jean-Jacques deceased, medical and funeral expenses, loss of net accumulation. As to the surviving parent, Isabel Jean-Jacques, loss of support and services, loss of companionship and protection, uh-oh, mental pain and suffering and medical and funeral expenses. All losses have been suffered in the past, are suffered presently, and will continue to be suffered in the future. Now, count, those are, okay, so that's it. And then they got count two, negligence against defendant Linda Rudolph. All right. Yeah, that's it. All right. Okay, so that is, this was filed uh, March 23rd. March 23rd. I'm sure this will move forward. And um, is this the same one? Is this different? Okay, here we go. Count. Oh, shoot. Okay, okay. So against, I just count. Okay, Linda. Okay, here's a here's the counts against Linda, the mother. This is against Travis's mother. Defendant Linda Rudolph breached her duty owed to Sebastian Jean-Jacques by failing to prevent or warn or give timely notice to Sebastian Jean-Jacques that a loaded AR-15 was unsecured by the front door. Defendant Lena Rudolph breached her duty owed in one or more of the following ways by allowing a dangerous weapon to be left unsecured in her home, by failing to prevent the firearm from being taken from her home, by allowing a dangerous weapon to be fired from her property as a direct and proximate result of the negligence of defendant Linda Rudolph Sebastian Jean-Jacques was caused to suffer an untimely death as a direct and proximate result of the untimely death of Sebastian Jean-Jacques. The plaintiff Isabel Jean-Jacques, a personal member, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so she wants from her medical and funeral expenses, loss of net accumulation, uh, as to the surviving parent, okay, loss of support and services, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, loss of companionship and protection, mental pain and suffering, and medical and funeral expenses. Okay. Well, plaintiff Isabel demands judgment against defendant Linda Rudolph for damages in excess of $50,000 as well as cost prejudgment interest where applicable and demands trial by jury on all issues. So tribal as a matter of law. Count three. This is against the brother. This is against the brother, Daryl. This is the, the dummy that runs out to go fight four guys by himself. Okay. Uh, breached his duty owed to Sebastian by engaging a physical altercation, which led to the untimely death of Sebastian. As a direct and proximate result, as a direct and proximate result of untimely death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay, so on this one, medical and funeral expenses, loss of net and accumulation, loss of support, companionship, medical, mental pain and suffering. Okay, okay, blah, 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 blah. Also seeking excess uh, judgment of $50,000. Count four, neglig negligence against defendant Keyshawn Jones. This is Dominique's brother. Okay. On or about April 7, 2021, defendant Keyshawn Jones was operating the subject vehicle at 40th Street and Broadway Avenue in Palm Beach County, Florida. At all times, material that Keyshawn had a duty to exercise a reasonable degree of care in the operation of the subject vehicle. Mm, okay, as a 
suffered untimely death. Okay. Once again, asking medical funeral expenses, loss of net accumulation, loss of support and companionship, blah, 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 blah. Okay. They're also seeking $50,000 from Keyshawn Jones. I think that's it. I think that's it. Is there more? Count five. This is against Camille Jones. Keyshawn Jones's negligent operation of the subject vehicle resulted in caused plaintiff injuries, thereby subjecting defendant Camille Jones as owner of the subject vehicle to vicariously or to vicarious liability. Interesting. So she's also also a medical funeral net accumulation support companionship mental pain also in excess asking for fifty thousand mm. dollars. Okay, how do y'all feel about that? H- how do you guys feel about that? Let me get caught up in the comments. How how do you feel? Let me. Okay, wait, wait. wait. Okay. Man, right? Okay. I'm just getting caught up in the comments. He need to be praying like Arsenio Hall after he took his age. Oh my gosh. Oh no. I, you know what? I I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I just feel sorry for the next guy, the next Travis Rudolph. I feel sorry for the next Travis Rudolph because they will have no mercy. You know how bad OJ made it for everybody with domestic charges because, you know, after, after OJ, they started giving out strikes for domestic violence. If you guys were following paying attention to the laws when it comes to domestic violence at the OJ, they started giving out strikes for DV. Okay. Um, so I agree. The girl, the girl, it's the girl's fault, but still Travis was in control at the whole time. Travis was in control the whole time. Anytime Travis wanted to leave her alone, he could have. Okay. He didn't. All right. Travis was in control the whole time, regardless. All right. She thinks her son did nothing wrong. I mean, I get it, but I believe she's going to get that money as well. Oh man, they didn't, <laughs> these sneak ass notifications. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, once again, um, I believe they, they, they would, the mother would win this, this civil case. It doesn't take much to prove anything. So, all right. Okay. So that's the Travis Scott, I mean, shit, Travis Rudolph. Uh, once again, I'm happy he beat the initial murder charge, but I think he should have been found guilty at the very least of 
manslaughter with a weapon or aggravated or attempted murder too. Because once again, they've just expanded the playing field for gunplay. So you've, you've moved the area of gunplay from the person's property to other people's property. And it had one of those bullets hit somebody in their home while in the middle of the night while they're sleeping, we're not having this conversation. You put other people at risk now, okay? That is the problem. Extreme, yes, I don't care what anyone says. Extreme reckless use of a firearm. And all these dudes that's celebrating, I get it. But let's not, they're so happy he won, he beat the charge. But they're forgetting, yo, if you're his neighbor or you live on his block, you're not happy for this. You're not happy for this. That means he can have a shootout in front of your home now where your children sleep at night. Nah, I'm cool. I'm good on that. So everybody up, you know, hooping and hollering, shouting for joy that he, cool, all right. It's all good until there's a gunfight in front of your house. Okay? Yeah, yeah. GTA. GTA all day. Okay. 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 Uh, let's do something different real quick. Shout out to Cameron. Cameron, in my opinion, him and 50 Cent have had the best pivot. I mean, there's Will Smith and L.O. Cool J and Queen Latifah, but I think Cameron, what Cameron and 50 Cent are doing right now, I believe one of the best pivots in hip-hop as far as branching out into other stuff. Cameron, shout out to Cam. He had Stephen A. Smith on his show. Yo, Cam is doing it with his sports show. If this... It's just a matter of time before he gets picked up by network. You know, at some point, Cam will be on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu. Somebody's going to pick this up. It's just a matter of time. Shout out to Cam and Mace. Stephen A. Smith came through to bless him. This is a huge cosign. Who would you rather have, Larry Bird or Jason Tatum? So you're saying you that's want Jason to do with heart. That's what I'm trying to communicate. Well, but no, but shooting ability too. You're it's saying like, that you have Jason Tatum for the first 46. I know you said LeBron, but you're using that same equation with Jason Tatum for the first 46 for minutes for Larry Bird. No, we'll have a question. Larry Bird oh, was clutch. Okay. Larry Bird was clutch. But I'm talking about you don't want him for the whole game. No, 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 no. I'm saying for me, not Larry Bird for the whole game. No. Oh, oh my goodness. And therefore, buffers are bottom line. And next episode of It Is What It this Is. This is huge. Shout out to Cam and Mace. Best hip hop pivot. Bet one of the best hip hop pivots, bar none. It's just a matter of time before this show gets picked up by a major network or a major major streaming uh, cable service. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here. For, I'm happy for these guys, man. That's how you do a pivot. That's how you pivot. Shout out to Jay Jermaine for the 10 on the cash app. Um, what'd you say? What'd you say? Uh, you've been working hard with your content. Lee. I appreciate that. Thank you, brother. Yes. I, I tries. I tries. I tries. Yeah. 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 Sports, drug, sports, drugs, entertainment. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Him and Mace are back tight again. 
you know, yeah, yeah. Cam is like one of the most underrated hustlers. Like his hustle game is stupid, stupid. So, um, yeah. All right, let's do another. Let's get into something else real quick. This was funny, but it's not funny, but it's funny, but it's still funny. Next guest says it's not yeah. fair. Um, she is a track and field athlete who used to be the fastest girl in high school in Connecticut, but then she started losing to biological boys who identified as girls and competed against her. She's Chelsea Mitchell. She is suing the state of Connecticut for forcing her to compete against them. Chelsea and her lawyer, Christiana Kiefer, join me now. Ladies, thank you for coming. Now, mind you, Chelsea's in college now. She's suing for her for losing in high school. I get it. I get it. She's suing for what happened to her in high school. So hopefully, I guess moving forward, she'll try to set a precedent for future high school girls that don't have to go through what she went through. But let's go. Let's go. Uh, Chelsea, you know, you're in college now. I'm assuming you still run. Why are you suing now about what happened back then in high school? Well, I actually sued my senior year of high school, and that was because all four years of my high school experience, I raced against these two biological males who ended up taking four state championships, two all New England awards, and countless other opportunities for myself to advance. Um, and it's, it's not fair to force females to participate against biological males, and so that's why I... Okay, ask me... Ask me what what race. <laughs> Ask me what race of 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 uh they were that she kept losing to. Ask me. Ask what race they were. Just a, I'm just throwing it out there. Ask me what race she uh, of of whatever they call themselves that she kept losing to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be salty too. I'd be salty too. You know what? Let's go look this up. Hold up. Let's go look it up. Cause there's a there's a picture of her getting dusted. Oh my goodness! Let's find it. Let's find it. I fastest girl. In Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. There was a uh <laughs> there was a picture. There was a picture of her <laughs> losing. And he already knew you already knew what color they I was like, oh say less. Say less. They're gonna show the picture of it. Are they gonna show a picture? Is there a picture? That was her in height. That was her. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, there was a, there was a photo finish picture. And it just, just so happened to pop up. Oh, they're not gonna. I can't now. I can't find it. When I need to find stuff, I can never find stuff. When I need to find stuff, I can never find it.
I've lost four women's state championship titles, two all New England awards, and numerous other spots on the podium to male runners. I was bumped to third place in the 55-meter dash in 2019 behind two male runners. Okay, let's let's do this. Let's go look for images. Let's look for images. Let's see if we can find a picture. Why oh, they're not gonna show just that one. Her name Chelsea Mitchell. Chelsea Mitchell. <laughs> Come on. It, it, this is funny, but not funny, man. <laughs> Nick Taylor's in the building. Iron Five, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's all I wanted to find was the picture of her losing to them. You already knew what color they were. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. It's funny, but it's not funny. <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord have mercy. Okay, okay. Let me stop trolling. Let me leave her alone. Her high school career, her, her, her high school uh, experience has been ruined. Okay. Let me see. Do I got this? Got this. I got this. Where do I go to next? Let me see some. His parents were there on the news. Hilarious. The trash. Okay. Yo, you know what? I don't feel bad for Jim Jones. Jim Jones is a goofy man. Jim Jones is going to live and die by rap. Like, he wants to be a 60, 70-year-old rapper. He's his own reason why he gets left behind. You know, because he has nothing else to talk about. Like, the commonality between Mason and, and, and Cam was basketball. So they've, And they've always done things outside of hip-hop. Um, with, with Jim, you know, he had the vamp life clothing. I mean, he did the, the, he did the, uh, reality show thing, but outside of that, he had nothing. He had no other, uh, he had no real skill set, you know, no real knowledge of anything else. So, you know, he, he still, you know, runs around looking like a rapper, like, okay, these guys are in suits now. You know, they're, they're using proper English. Um, they're talking about things outside of hip hop and doing it extremely well to the point where Stephen A. Smith came down. You know what I'm saying? That's huge. Huge. Yeah, Jim Jones thinks he's is still back in the projects. Yeah, he's oh, super clown. Super clown. I read Sings of Blues was happening. He had yes, every opportunity. At one point, he was the hottest rapper. 
behind um, Ballin. Um, I, I mean, he, he had hits. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't maximize his opportunities. What you know enough? Yeah, he's still smoking weed, and you know I mean, he could have pivoted into the fitness. He could have. He could have done what Ace Hood did, pivot into fitness. He's always in the gym. He's always in the gym. So do the fitness pivot. He didn't do that. I don't feel bad for Jim. Did the weatherman thing? Yeah, Jim. Jim. Jimmy is a mama's boy, like a forty-five-year-old mama's boy. You know. Yeah. 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 Jewel's the same way. A pseudo goon. That summer in Miami, um, joint was was was. Jim Jones Harlem certified. I mean, that's cool. And outside of Harlem, you know, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. Jim always gets left behind. Okay. Let me get into Kevin Hunter Jr. This is the son of Kevin Hunter and Wendy Williams. Um, he had, So he, he, he is worried about his mother's health. Now, I'm going to just say this. I don't feel bad for what is happening to Wendy Williams, nor should you. Do you know how many lives Wendy Williams has ruined, wrecked, run amok, run into the ground, disturbed, disrupted? Like, I, nobody should feel bad for Wendy Williams. Nobody, nobody. I mean, this is a slow, she's getting cooked slowly. The universe has got her on the open spit and just slowly just turning her over the spit. I mean, slow roast. The last five, six years for Wendy Williams has been utter hell. Nobody should, 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 you know, feel bad for this woman, but you know, her son is her son. And, um, he said, uh, he said they take it, take advantage of her, of her wealth, fame, and inability to make decisions amid her battle with severe alcoholism. Okay. He said uh, his mother's mental and physical health have been in jeopardy since being placed under guardianship last year. Uh, he believes concerns over Wendy's health have been pushed aside while others are around her profiting from the project she's involved in. He says, I quote, I know there are sorts of things happening that I know in her right mind she would never agree to. As hard as, as it is seeing her being taken advantage of, I know that if I'm making sure she as a person is okay, that is the most important thing. Because eventually she's going to realize the craziness that's been going on. Okay. Now. I, I'll say this. Regardless of how you feel about her ex-husband, Kevin's father. Kevin was the best thing for Wendy. Kevin shielded Wendy, protected Wendy. He kept the vultures away. Now that you remove Kevin Hunter senior out of the picture, the wolves have come to pick off whatever's left off Wendy's bones. Yeah. He had the, 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 the side woman, whatever fine, but his job as the ultimate protector he did that. And once he's been removed, now it's all going to shit. Now it's all going to shit. 
So now the manager responds to what the son has said. Okay. Okay. Oh, what is this? What is that? Okay, come on, come on. It's a long ass ad. Shoot. Four, three, two, one. If your mother was near death, would the first thing you do is call an online publication? Uh oh. Wendy Williams' manager addressing her son, Kevin Hunter Jr.'s tabloid claims. I'm not trying to have a debate with Kevin. I'm not here to be combative about, you know, whatever allegations he has. You know, he's entitled to his opinion. I'm just trying to say that us as adults, let's be responsible and let's actually utilize some common sense. You know, someone was near death, someone like your mother, why would you go to an online publication to discuss it with them? Kevin made headlines Tuesday when he made explosive statements about his mother's team in an interview with the U.S. Sun. The 22-year-old accused them of taking advantage of her health while she allegedly struggled with alcoholism and encouraged her to work despite her health issues. Oh, people forget that she deals with lymphedema. People forget that she deals with grave disease. We should at least exhibit some type of care and or at least acknowledgement you know, for someone who's going through a lot. Like this very But according to Wendy's manager, Will Selby, her finances are well protected. Wendy is under a guardianship. Everything that she does gets approved by the guardianship, a court appointed guardianship. So no one, even if they wanted to, could take advantage of her. Everything has to get approved by that court. So any type of business dealings that we do, we get the guardianship to sign off on. So how can anyone take advantage of her? In a statement to ET, Wendy's publicist, Sean Zanotti, also weighed in on the Sun interview, saying, this publication has released false narratives, which is a disturbance to the public and is unprofessional and unethical. And as far as Wendy's alleged alcoholism, Will says the situation is under control. Wendy is taking the steps to um, be in a better space. She's progressing very well. She looks healthy, she sounds healthy, and I think she's doing amazing, you know, as of today. So, you know, I'm not a doctor, but that's my synopsis on how Wendy's doing right this now. This is terrible. Wendy is at a facility doing her best to be her best. She's taking it day by day. I felt like I could do this. Kevin's accusations have some wondering if Wendy's aware of it all. If she talks to me, if she asks me about it, then yeah, we'll have a conversation, but that's not that's not a concern, you know? She's only thinking about things that she wants to do in her life. She's only thinking about Wendy 2.0 and her new chapter of her life and, you know, the things that she wants to accomplish, and that's our focus. I have options out the wazoo that I did not have back then. Mm-hmm. And, and I have clarity like I've never had before. As far as Wendy's health goes, Wendy's manager says things are looking up. She's in good spirits. She's happy. She, she is so ambitious. She loves to work. She profusely tells me ideas and thoughts and, and uh, things she wants to do next. Yeah, and for all those wondering if she should be working in her condition. 
Will believes she's ready for it all. <laughs> all she wants to do is conquer the world. She wants to help people. She wants to nah, um, be out there and utilize done. her voice. You know, we, we have to remember, Wendy's like the verbal Instagram. She is the, you know, the initial um, art of basically exposing perception. You know, she is an icon. She's done so much and we're just ready to tear it down. He also addresses reality TV show rumors. I know okay, I'm over this. This dude's shady as fuck. Let, I, regardless of how their marriage went, when Kevin was was by her side, it worked. When Kevin was by her side or in the front, whatever the case, it worked. You take Kevin out the equation, you get chaos and disorder. Chaos and disorder. You know. Please, that's just die. Okay. What else I got? What's on my list? What's on my list? Oh, yo, you know what? Do I want to go to Azalea Banks first? Or do I care? Or do we want to do Louis Body Dementia? Let's do Azalea Banks versus DC Young Fly. And then we'll move to, okay, did I, even, did I even send it to myself? I didn't even send it to myself, y'all. Here I go, I'm being slow again. Instagram? It was Instagram. No, it was Twitter. It was Twitter. Okay. Um now I I I I am I have no dog in this fight between DC and Azalea, but y'all know Azalea is a practicing bruja. Leave her alone. But she is petty, and if, the, if she sees a moment to strike, she will strike. And I mean, she will kick you when you're down. Now, here's the problem I have with people being mad at Azalea. Are you mad at, at Azalea for saying the obvious? You know what I'm saying? Be mad at the woman that stayed with DC. Be mad at Jackie O for staying, sticking around this long and giving this man three kids and being in what y'all, some of y'all would deem an abusive, an emotionally abusive relationship, right? You cannot be mad at Azalea for pointing out the obvious, but what does she say? Oh, let me, oh, let me send that to myself too. My bad, my bad. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay, let me find it. Let me find it. One, two, three, four. Like, you can't have it both ways. Like, are you mad at Azalea? Or are you mad at Jackie for staying with a guy, for being with a guy like um, DC? It doesn't, you can't have it both ways. Okay. Now, you know, I remember that episode of Wildin' Out. Now, part of the problem that I, I have with Azalea is like, look, you're on this show. It's a roasting show. Now, listen, Azalea does not think off the cuff. Her responses, her clapbacks are not off the cuff. She's not built like that. She is, give her a couple of days, give her a week, and when she comes back for you, it's epic, all right? She's not witty or, you know, on the fly funny or can, can she, she, she's not a roaster, right? She's not one of those type of roasters 
that can just respond off the off the top of the dome. She's one of those give her a couple days and then she'll come back and when she comes back, she comes back tough. Now, what she said was Hush. Let me see here. I'm I'm pulling up what she said. Just, just bear with me, y'all. Here we go. Number three and number four. Now, let's go back in history. Once again, when you go on Wildin' Out, the whole premise of Wildin' Out is it's roasting. It's jokes off the cuff. You got to be quick with it. Brazilian's not built like that. So the most infamous clip that we all remember was this. This is what we all remember DC Youngfly when he went in on Azalea. And then Azalea went on this whole anti-black rhetoric after that. But this is for those that, yeah, he made her cry. Yeah, 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 let's go. My boy Nick Cannon is so petty. How petty is he? He couldn't get Cardi B, so he got Azalea ugly ass. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's not fair. Go ahead, Bobby. Go ahead. Sorry, can I just say that was very anti-black. We are not, no colorism here on this Get him back. Now, if you remember, for, for those of us that are in this, this celebrity shit, we're in this, like, we, we're, we in it. She went on, like, a weeks-long tirade about colorism. Weeks-long tirade about colorism. Matter, matter of fact, this is the woman that got into an incident with Russell Crowe and the RZA. Got a, you got, Azalea has always been in some bullshit, whether it's her fault or not. Uh, so the incident with, between her and, and the RZA and Russell Crowe, she accused Russell Crowe of spitting on her at a Hollywood party. And the RZA was there. Riz, the RZA and, and Russell Crowe are buddies, brothers at this point. And Azalea had accused the RZA of not sticking up for her because this white man had spit on her. Right? She tried to drag the RZA and there's all this extra. Azalea is always at the center of some storm. But... um. He, DC calls everybody ugly. Doesn't she use cake soap? I don't know about that. I'm not, I, I don't know. I remember she was cleaning her uh, room because she just the room she had, she, she would cut the chickens up in, right? Remember when she posted her cleaning the walls in the room of all the blood and feathers because this is with the room she would kill the chickens. Like, she's really into bruja, okay? So this is what she said after... Uh, Jackie O's passing. Wait, wait, that's not it. Let me, let me find the first one. Let me find the first one. Okay, here we go. This is what she said literally hours ago regards, in regards to Jackie O's passing while she claps at DC Youngfly. Okay? She said, DC Youngfly spent years disguising his own deeply rooted hatred of self as jokes pointed at women's beauty projecting his own feelings about his own ugliness onto women perfectly secure in their own skin. Say what you want about my tears. They were pure tears of rage and not at all a sign of weakness. Because in the end, I won. I'm happy. I cried and moved on. That Jackie old girl must have been so deeply insecure about herself and the nerve of DC to call such a gorgeous woman as Azalea Banks ugly on national television while a bunch of black people laughed. Once again, it's a roast show. 
You go on to this show to get roasted and roast back. If you can't handle it, you should not be on this show. Yes, okay. All right, all right. Let's go to the next part. Is this it? Okay. I don't think anyone gets how much the press from that episode derailed the success of Anna Wintour. So she had a tour coming up. She blamed him for her tour not doing so well because of that episode. She says, I came to sing my song and go home and only at the request of my label. Then the stupid butch queens on stage behind me basically making a mockery of it being a gay song. Fake voguing behind me in their do-rags like they all aren't raging homosexuals. That thorn in my side is finally out. No way in hell I was blessed with this many gifts, this much talent and beauty. To be a cultural punching bag for a cast of peons who wouldn't have a pot to piss in if they didn't have the court of social media addicts to gesture for. This is what I'm talking about. You give her a couple days, she, she comes back. You know, she can clap back with the best, but she's not, she needs prep time. She's Batman. She needs prep time. You give her a week to, to think about how she's going to approach and say things. Her clapbacks are always epic, but this was, that was hard. That was a hard line. She says, I do this in real life, dick lickers. Ha ha, ashe. And then she says, oh, this is the, this will kill every, this will get everybody upset. And ironically, dead at 32, exactly on my 32nd birthday, May 31st, 2023, in Miami, Florida. You niggas are going to stop learning from me. Listen, leave her alone. Yes, with the best of them. With the best of them. You give her a couple of days. Y'all leave her alone. Leave Azalea alone. And what she said, you know... As far as the part with the, uh, leave her alone, y'all. She ain't the one. She, she, she ain't the one, y'all. Leave her alone. <laughs> leave her girl alone, man. I'm, I'm kind of like low key rooting for her at this point. Yeah. Hey, remember she cut the chicken up during the IG live? You know, let's see if we can go find it on Twitter. Let's go see if we can find it on Twitter. Remember, cause she had the the kill the kill room for the chickens. Okay, let's go to our, our our the best site in the world. Let's go to Twitter. And once Twitter starts putting ads on, um, okay, cause if you're Twitter verified, you can upload um, is it two gigabytes of videos? If you're very, if you have a blue check on Twitter, you can upload two gigabyte videos. They're working on advertisements and they're working on a live stream for Twitter. Once that shit gets up and running, I'm out of here. I'm on Twitter, man. Once Twitter gets this, this stuff knocked out and fleshed out, that's where I'm going to be. Twitter 24 sim. Let's find Azalea cutting up some chickens. Azalea. Thanks. Chicken. Yeah, they going, they, they on her neck for what she said. They are on her neck. This is it. 
cleaning the feathers. Here we go. We remember this for, like I said, for those of us that that are any that type of stuff. We're, we, anywho. The amount of that's about to come off my floor right now, guys. Oh my god. Three years worth of brujeria. Yes, you know I gotta scrape all this up. I got my sandblaster, my goggles. It's about to go down. Real witches do real things. She had to sandblast three years worth of dead chickens off out of her room. Leave her alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. Leave her alone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Listen, leave her alone, y'all. Le leave her alone. Okay. Yeah, just 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 leave her be, man. Just leave her be. I mean, they they on her neck on on Twitter though, but just leave her alone. Let her let her be. Let her be. Okay. Now, let's get into the Louis body dementia. I didn't know about this, but this was prompted because of uh, Matthew Lawrence's story about Robin Williams. And the longtime story is that he was schizophrenic, but that wasn't what he suffered from. He suffered from what is called Louis body dementia. It mimics, it mimics schizophrenia, right? It mimics symptoms of schizophrenia or no, I'm sorry. It mimics uh, Parkinson's or it, it's weird, but let, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Where's my thing at? Come on. Where's my thing? All right, here we go. Here we go. It's called Louis body dementia. Okay. Um, what is Louis body dementia? LBD it is a progressive brain disorder that is diagnosed when cognitive decline is an early symptom. It can also be diagnosed when cognitive decline and motor symptoms begin and develop together. Louis body dementia is a common type of dementia. It is the second most common neurodegenerative dementia behind Alzheimer's. I did not know this. I did not know this. It is thought to affect 1.4 million people in the U.S., but is not widely recognized. With greater education and awareness with Louis body dementia, including both dementia with Louis body and Parkinson's uh, disease dementia, we can start to change that landscape. Now, what's the difference between Lewy body dementia and Parkinson's disease dementia? 
All right, so Lewy body dementia is a term used for both Parkinson's de disease dementia and Lewy body dementia. They have some things in common, but their progression and treatment are different. Okay. Uh, it is important to know that not everyone with Parkinson's will develop dementia. When we see more severe cognitive changes, particularly when they affect someone's function or ability to act independently for activities of daily living, their work or hobbies, we think of that as being a form of dementia. With Parkinson's dementia, the motor symptoms precede the dementia. In dementia with Lewy body, the initial core symptom is dementia. Cognitive changes are early and motor features, if present, occur after the onset of dementia or concurrently. Robin Williams, okay, before Robin Williams was diagnosed with Lewy body dementia, it was reported that he had been experiencing paranoia, confusion, insomnia, constipation, and lacking the ability to smell. For many, the wide range of early symptoms, not all related to brain function, makes Lewy body dementia difficult to diagnose. All right. Okay, so the right doctor can change one's management prognosis and eligibility for participating in search research uh, and research studies. It's important to have the best understanding of the disease for the chance to have the best outcomes. Now, people with neurological conditions like Parkinson's are at higher risk for self-deletion. Um, depression can be a common symptom for both PD and LBD. People living with Parkinson's benefit most from a comprehensive team-based healthcare approach that includes a mental health professional with a team in place should depression or self-deletion thoughts occur. You have an established relationship with a professional you trust. However, it's never too late to add a mental health professional care, uh, to your care team. Okay. Um, there are treatment op options for Lewy body dementia and Parkinson's disease dementia. Uh, let's see. The most effective approach is a combination of medication, physical and mental exercises, and incorporating a mental health professional as part of a care team. Okay. Ongoing research ranges from trying to predict or detect early changes in people who might go on to develop Lewy body dementia, all the way to studying different treatments from medication to newer trials, starting to look at the roles of mental and physical exercises. Okay. Someone called this, where they say? Okay, okay, okay. This person here, the terrorist inside my husband's brain. Oh, this was his wife. As you may know, my husband, Robin Williams had little known, but deadly Lewy body disease. Died from self-deletion in 2014 at the end of an intense, confusing, and relatively swift persecution at the hand of his, his disease, his symptoms, and pathology. He was not alone in his traumatic experience with this neurological disease. As you may know, almost 1.5 million nationwide are suffering similarly right now. Okay. Not until the coroner's report three months after his death would I learn that it was diffuse LBD that took him. All four of the doctors I met with afterwards who had reviewed his records indicated he was on one of the worst pathologies they had seen. He had about 40% loss of dopamine neurons and almost no neurons were free of Louis's bodies throughout the entire brain and brainstem. Jeez. Uh, let's see. Okay. 
Let's see. The colors were changing and the air was crisp. It was on. He had been struggling with symptoms that seemed unrelated. Constipation, urinary difficulty, heartburn, sleeplessness, and insomnia, and a poor sense of smell and lots of stress. He also had a slight tremor in his left hand that would come and go. For the time being, that was attributed to a previous shoulder injury. Uh, he started having gut discomfort, having been on my husband's side for many years. I already knew his normal reactions when it came to fear and anxiety. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, okay. Okay. He tested for divert, diverticulitis and the results were negative. Uh, then the, they seemed to come and go at random times. Some symptoms were more prevalent than others, but these increased in frequency and severity over the next 10 months. By wintertime, problems with paranoia, delusions, and looping, insomnia, memory, and high cortisol levels, just to name a few, were settling in hard. Psychotherapy and other medical help was becoming a constant in trying to manage and solve these seemingly des uh, disparate conditions. Okay. Okay. Once the coroner's report was reviewed, a doctor was able to point out to me that there was a high concentration of Louis bodies within the amygdala this likely caused the acute paranoia and out of character emotional responses he was having in april in early april robin had a panic attack he was in vancouver filming night at the museum three oh i remember that movie okay his doctor recommended an antipsychotic medication to help with the anxiety it seemed to make things better in some ways but far worse than others not until he left us would i discover that antipsychotic medications often make things worse for people with lbd also, Robin had a high sensitivity to medications and sometimes his reactions were unpredictable. Uh, during the filming of the movie, Robin was having trouble remembering even one line for his scenes while just three years prior he had played in a, in a full five-month season of the Broadway production Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo. Often doing two shows a day with hundreds of lines and not one mistake, this loss of memory and inability to control his anxiety was devastating to him. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, this is sad, man. Okay. In early May, the movie wrapped and he came home from Vancouver. Um, I have since learned that people with LBD who are highly intelligent may appear to be okay for longer initially, but then it is as though the dam suddenly breaks and they cannot hold it back anymore. In Robin's case, on top of being a genius, he was a Juilliard-trained actor. I did not know that. I didn't know he went to Juilliard. Shit. Okay. I will never know the true depth of his suffering, nor just how hard he was fighting. Okay. He kept saying, I just want to reboot my brain. Doctor appointments, testing, and psychiatry kept us in a perpetual motion. Countless blood tests, urine tests, plus rechecks of cortisol levels and lymph nodes. A brain scan was done looking for a possible tumor on his pituitary gland, and his cardiologist rechecked his heart. Everything came back negative except for high cortisol levels. Okay, on May 28th, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. We had an answer. My heart swelled with hope, but somehow I knew Robin was not buying it. Whew. Okay. He asked, do I have Alzheimer's, dementia, or am I schizophrenic? Um, the answer is got no, no, no. There were no indications of these other diseases. It is apparent to me now that he was most likely keeping the depth of his symptoms to himself. Robin kept doing all the right things, therapy, physical therapy, bike riding, and working out with his trainer. He used all the skills he picked up and had fine-tuned from the Dan Anderson retreat in Minnesota, like deeper 12-step work, meditation, and yoga. 
He went to see a specialist at Stanford who taught himself hypnosis techniques to quell the irrational fears and anxiety. Nothing seemed to alleviate his symptoms for long. Okay, Robin was growing weary. The Parkinson's mask was ever present and his voice was weakened. His left hand tremor was continuous now and he had a slow shuffling gait. He hated that he had he could not find the words he wanted in conversations. He would tra he would thrash all night at night and still had terrible insomnia. At times he would find himself stuck in a frozen stance, unable to move and frustrated when he came out of it. He was beginning to have trouble with visual and spatial abilities in the way of judging distance and depth. His loss of basic reasoning just added to his growing confusion. Sheesh. Okay. Prior history can also complicate diagnosis. In Robin's case, he had a history of depression that had not been active for six years. So when he showed signs of depression just months before he left, it was interpreted as a satellite issue, maybe connected to PD. Throughout the course of Robin's battle, he had experienced nearly all of the 40 plus symptoms of LBD, except for one. He never said he had hallucinations. It was nearing the end of July. and We were told Robin would need to have inpatient neurocognitive testing done in order to evaluate the mood disorder aspect of his condition. In the meantime, his medication was switched from Mirapex to Cinemet in an effort to reduce symptoms. We were assured Robin would be feeling better and that his PD was early and mild. By now, our combined sleep deficit was becoming a danger to both of us. We were instructed to sleep apart until we could catch up on our sleep. The goal was to have him begin inpatient testing free of the sleep deprived state he was in. Hmm. Okay. When we retired for sleep in our customary way, my husband said to me, good night, my love. And I and waited for my familiar reply. Good night, my love. Monday, August 11th, Robin was gone. After Robin left, time had, has never functioned the same for me. My search for meaning has replicated like an inescapable spring throughout the nearly every aspect of my world, including the most mundane. Three months after Robin's death, the autopsy report was finally ready for review. When the forensic pathologist and coroner's deputies asked if I was surprised by the diffused LP, LPD pathology, I said, absolutely not. Even though I had no idea what it meant at the time, the mere fact that something had invaded it nearly every region of my husband's brain made perfect sense to me. Okay, okay. Um, their reactions were all the same, that Robbins was one of the worst LBD pathologies they had seen and that there was nothing else anyone could have done. Our entire medical team was on the right track and we would have gotten there eventually. In fact, we were probably close. Wow. The massive proliferation of Louis bodies throughout his brain had done so much damage to neurons and neurotransmitters that in fact, you could say he had chemical warfare in his brain. The key problem seemed to be that no one could correctly interpret Robin's symptoms in time. One neuropathologist described LBD and PD as being at opposite ends of a disease spectrum. The spectrum is based on something they share in common, the presence of Louis bodies, the unnatural clumping of the normal protein acyclovir within brain neurons. I was also surprised to learn that a person is diagnosed with LBD versus PD, depending on which symptoms present first. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. I didn't know, but I didn't know it was this deep. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. This is heartbreaking. This is now, you know, now that I listen to, to Matthew's story again, now, now you can see the, now it makes, 
total sense. This is heartbreaking. Jeez, that man suffered. Okay, I'm sorry. Back to the comments. Back to the comments. I don't know, Carrie. I don't know. I, I don't even know. Mike Check Global, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Medusa. Okay, Medusa's in the house. What? Okay, okay. I wonder what year that disease was medically found. You know what? Let's look that up. That's a great question. Uh, Louis body dementia. Discovered discovery. This was discovered in 1912 by Dr. Frederick Louis, a German neurologist. In 1912, he discovered abnormal protein deposits that disrupt the brain's normal functioning in people with Parkinson's. So, Jesus, man. So, not only do you get Parkinson's, now because of Parkinson's, you get the brain disruption with the neurons and neurotransmitters that the Louis bodies, jeez. Oh so, yeah, this is horrible. This is horrible. Yeah, this is bad, man. Uh, Fritz Heinrich Louis discovered, yeah, described uh, neuronal inclusions in the brain of patients who had suffered from paralysis, adjutants, a.k.a. Parkinson's disease. Later, these findings became uh, the so-called Louis bodies. Okay. He was born in Berlin, Germany in 1885, lived there until 1933 after his dismissal on racial grounds by the Nazis. What? What is the what? Talk about, okay, wait a minute. Now, after his dismissal on racial grounds by the Nazis. Jesus Christ. Louis emigrated to England in 1933 and to the United States of America in 1934, where he lived and worked until his death in 1950. Well, listen, Germans, man, what, what do you, it's like a love hate thing with Germans. You have, honestly, they give you so much, but they have so much inside them. It's like, bruh, you know? Okay. So that's how we know of the Louis body dementia that affects those with Parkinson's. Depending on which symptoms present itself first. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Now let's get to the final story of today. These Canadian wildfires. Now I hearken back to the time when I at one point was a wildland firefighter. And um, yes, we, we've done controlled burns. Um, that is whatever is going on in Canada is not a controlled burn. Now I see people showing the videos of them, the helicopter with the, uh, liquefied, uh, liquefied pro propane. Is it, I think it's propane. I, I forget what it is. I forget the mixture, what they use. And mat matter of fact, it, um, when we use them, we use them in these cans, these, these handheld cans and we would, it would just squirt. It's almost like napalm, but it's on fire. It's like liquefied 
propane that's already on fire, right? So we would squirt, and it would just, and we just do these controlled burns, and we sit there and watch and wait for it to burn. That way you prevent future vegetation or fuel um, from starting up that, that following summer to become an even bigger fire, right? Okay, what's going on there is not a controlled burn. That's not a controlled burn. <laughs> That's not a controlled burn. I don't know what to tell you what that is, but um, <laughs> shit got me pulling out my 2020. Hey, Siova, why you bullshitting? Y'all about to be back on the mask. They're already telling y'all to go back to wearing masks. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Escape from New York. It is time for y'all to get the hell out of New York. It's time for y'all to get the hell out of New York. Listen, Snake Plissken told y'all in 1985. <laughs> was it 85, 86? All right, let's 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 get into this nonsense. Let's get into it. Once again, I'm telling you, as a former wildland firefighter, you would never risk a control burn being that big. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there's so many things I, I, I can speak on as far as setting fires. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, that's not a control burn, people. Control burns are never allowed to get that big. So we already, so what they tell you, what they would give us maps and they would tell us what areas they want burned out, burned off or burned out. And it was always small areas. You would just do little pockets here and there over the course of a month or a few weeks. You would never just set off one huge giant ass control burn. Now I will say this now, um, Cal fire, has to justify its budgets. So if they don't burn up all the all the all the the cow fire money, so if they don't um how can I say this? So if they say if they ask for a hundred million dollars in budgets, okay, they have to spend every dime of it. You understand? Say if they ask for a hundred million and fire season is pretty much at the end and they got fifty million left. They have to justify spending that money or the state's going to be like, well, you guys didn't use all the money we gave you last year. So we're going to cut your budgets in half or slash your budget by 25, 30%. Cal Fire is like, no, we need all the budget. So we're, what we're going to do. Sometimes you get another crazy forest fire at the end of the season. That kind of may, that may burn out of control and it may require different counties to come in to help. And then you got all this overtime. Right. So when you get paid, you get paid um, from the moment the bell rings. So if your county has been issued to go out to the fire, I've said this, I told the story before, you get paid the moment the alarm hits. From the time the alarm hits, you get dressed, you get on the truck, get your equipment and roll down two, three hours to wherever you got to go down to San Bernardino County. Especially if you're coming up, if you're coming up from north, you're getting paid. All right, you're getting paid when you set up, when you, when you get to camp and you meet your chief, meets with the battalion chief. Battalion chief is like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. I need these crews over here and here. You already, by the time you get down there, you already see smoke jumpers. 
So by the time you get there, the feds are already showing up. The feds are in, in BLM, uh, yellow tops, green pants. So they're already doing the smoke jumpers. Smoke jumpers are like the Navy SEALs of, of wildland firefighters. These motherfuckers actually jump out of the airplanes into the fucking fire. <laughs> and they cut, they cut the lines. They actually, they smoke jumpers for a reason. And they'll jump out of the planes, get into the, the closest, as close to the fire as they can, dig the, dig the lines, and then tr- hike their way out of it, right? So by the time we show up, you already see airplanes. Um, it's the water, the water planes, helicopters. You'll see a smoke jumper here or there jumping out of the planes, and we'll get our assignments. And then depending on who's ever shift the rotation, if we're doing a 12-hour shift or a 24-hour shift, so either we're doing a, tw- a 12 and 12, 12 on, 12 off, or we're doing a 24 on, 24 off. We're getting paid regardless. This whole time we're getting paid. So now if you're an inmate firefighter, man, let me just pull this back on me real quick. Okay, so if you're an, you're an inmate firefighter, you get paid a dollar an hour. Now, some of y'all be like, well, that's slave wages. True. But if I'm on a fire for a week, I'm getting paid a dollar an hour. That's decent. I'm not paying any taxes. There's no FICA. I ain't got to worry about no social security. That just sits in my commissary. It's, I know it's, it's, it's cheap labor. Don't get me wrong, but you spend a week on a fire. You get paid a dollar an hour. When, by the time you get back, ain't no one's laughing at you. You understand? Nobody's laughing at you. <laughs> so we get, the, we get their assignments by the, by the battalion chief. If we're working a 12 or 24-hour shift, and then we just hike. You hike two, three, four, five miles up to wherever side of the ridge, and we just dig our lines. Just dig, 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 dig. And then you still are seeing the, the, you know, watching the fire burn and shit. So what we do is um, after our shift, we'll sleep in the, the burn, the burned area of the fire. Um, I'm saying all this to say that, that would you see in New York or out of Canada, that you would, they would never set a controlled fire, a controlled burn that big. Never. Never. That is not, that's not how it works, people. I'm telling you from experience. <laughs> Control burns is like literally a crew, and they'll go out to different pockets of the forest, and they'll be like, okay, control burn here. And squirt, 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 and you just sit there and watch it burn. Um, that shit, so we'll, let's get back into it. Let's get back to it. Sorry for the rant. You can tell I was like really into this shit when I was doing it. And that's one of my, one of my few regrets is that my dad didn't want me to go back because, uh, the, the, my chief was like, you know, when you get out, you got a spot for you when you, uh, if you want it, I was like, cool. I went back home, went back home, home. I was like, yo dad, they want me to come back and, uh, say, I don't want you, I don't want you to go out and do it. I don't want you to do it. <laughs> he said, I don't want you doing it. <laughs> ah, I shouldn't have listened to the old man. I get, I get why he said it, but he's like, no, he's uh, his exact words. I don't want you to do it. I was like, but dad, I had, I done it back then. I'd, I'd be a fat gut having, I'd be a battalion chief. I'd be a fucking chief chilling a little fat pudgy little motherfucking chief with a long ass beard. You know, get up that burn. You know, that'd have been me. Damn it. But damn, he said, I don't want you to do it. I was like, all right, shit, you know, but, uh, okay, let's get back to this. You know, I tried, I, I tried. Thank you. 
let's get back to this nonsense because I don't believe this is listen, I'm telling you this is not a control burn. This is not a control burn. This is not a control burn. Y'all about to be back wearing masks real soon. They're already telling New Yorkers, put your mask back on. They're already telling you to put your mask back on. People not playing with y'all. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hazardous air quality alerts from the northeast to Chicago and as far south as Atlanta. Health officials are warning tens of millions of Americans in more than a dozen states to remain indoors. New York tops the list of cities with the worst air quality in the world as Manhattan's famous skyline disappeared behind a thick fog that made America's largest city look like the surface of Mars. And then take a look at this on this map from the EPA. The darker the area, the more hazardous the air is to your health. Well, how dangerous is it? Well, if you are outside right here in the nation's capital, that's equivalent to smoking a cigarette an hour. And the smoke from those Canadian wildfires led to ground stops and flight delays at New York area airports. Plus, the matchup between the Yankees and the White Sox was postponed tonight. CBS's Lilia Luciano starts us off tonight from an eerie New York City where the mayor told... Oh, I got you ready. Listen. They're not going to... Listen, they, they had you in a, in a headlock with the COVID. They had you in a COVID headlock. Now they're about to put you in a sharpshooter. You ain't getting up out of this. You ain't getting up out of this no time soon. Let's continue. Let's continue. Residents to wear masks if they go outside. Yeah, good evening, back, Lillian. Put the mask back on. That's right, Nora. Good evening. What explains this eerie scene? Why this skyline disappears? This tiny, tiny particles that are saturated in the air. Those particles are so small that they can go into your lungs and potentially cause long-term damage if your body cannot expel them naturally. That's why the state of New York is giving out a million N95 masks like this one and recommending that people use them. Today, the sun rose over the northeast, shrouded in smoke. Haze covering Manhattan's skyline and bridges and the Washington Monument in D.C. Smoke was seen as far south as Tennessee and even from space. It is absolutely mesmerizing. Put your mask back on. We ain't done with you yet. Put your mask back on. We ain't done with you just yet. And, and quite frightening. It's from an intense start to Canada's wildfire season, fueled by high temperatures and dry conditions. The total number of acres destroyed the first half of the year there, almost 12 times the average. This is potentially deadly if people are out, particularly if you're in one of those high-risk groups, the very young, the very old, and people who have chronic medical conditions. Time-lapse video. This isn't the same demographic that was in danger of COVID. The young, the old, and those with pre-existing conditions. They put you right back in a trick bag. They put you right back in a trick bag. Put your mask back on. We ain't done with you niggas yet. We ain't done with y'all yet. Shows downtown Manhattan this morning. By mid-afternoon, the thick smoke cast an eerie glow, making the skyline barely visible. So if you're not able to breathe and oxygenate as well, anything like a heart attack or a stroke, you might be at high risk for. An N95 mask, if fitted and worn correctly, will really reduce the risk. School districts right? in the Northeast canceled outdoor activities today. This may be the first time we've experienced something like this on this magnitude. To protect yourself, health officials advise staying indoors, closing your windows, and using an air purifier if you have one. Stay your ass inside. 
give me my Google, my give me my Apple Pro Vision, my Vision Pro. I'm about to. I got three racks for my Apple Vision Pro. You wanna you wanna make me stay inside because it's dangerous outside? Cool. Let me put on this headset and go online. You will acquiesce. You will acquiesce. Your kids are already used to it. They don't want to go outside any damn way. They're like, cool. I ain't want to go outside no way. Mommy, give me that motherfucking, uh, I need that Apple, Apple Vision Pro. I need that Apple Vision Pro, mommy. And if you're driving, recirculate the air in your car. What does this mean for hospitals? Hospitals could see a big influx of patients, people dealing with asthma attacks and some of the other complications from this air pollution. Doctors say if oh, you no. feel chest pain, if you feel like you need to cough oh, more no. or are coughing more, and if you're short of breath, definitely seek medical attention right away. Nora. Lily <laughs> Luciano, with all that important information, thank you. Wait, I'm going to be outside like a rogue agent. Brought to you by <laughs> Pfizer. Yo, this is crazy. But I'm telling you as... As, as no, that's not a natural controlled burn. Don't let them tell you that. Um, clearly is something far more sinister. Um, even the biggest of the biggest wildfires, you know, and plus, um, if you understand how the, the jet stream, you know, the path that jet stream takes, yeah, you could, you could set some fires and kind of just let the jet stream take it wherever it needs to go. But that shit that's going on right now is that's unreal. That is unreal. And just look at this shot. Katie, you know, this shot you've been here. You cannot see Manhattan from Brooklyn just across the way. It's really it, it unbelievable to see. Like somebody took an array. Okay, here's a dumb question. We had actual um, gas mask. So when we fought our fires, um, we had it. We had it. Right. So normally when we fought the fires, we would pull down, we pull the smog down, you know, the, the smock, right. You wear a smock, but if it got too, it got too much, we actually put on actual gas mask. Right. So what is this little paper thing going to do to prevent smoke inhalation? You know, people die more from smoke inhalation from fires than anything else. It's not the fire that kills you. It's the smoke. What is it? What are these little pissy ass masks going to do? You need a, uh, a purifier mask, like almost with a painter's mask, right? Um, jeez, man, come on, let's go. Racer, and just erase the skyline, or or you could say it looks like we've gone back in time that it's 1854 again, uh, in New York yeah. City when there were no skyscrapers or tall buildings. Uh, Yasmin, hold on a second, let's go to Bill Karen's. Um, Bill, talk to me about um, the science behind all this. What's happening with the wildfires in Canada? Why are why is the, the smoke from that far away so heavily blanketing this city? Yeah, that's the wild part. You would think that if the fires, which are 800 miles away in Quebec, if that smoke got here, it would disperse a little bit, you know, and it wouldn't be this thick and this dense. And that's what's really incredible about this. And this was actually well predicted. We saw this on our computers yesterday. We knew we were going to wake up to a really dense plume of smoke over Syracuse, Buffalo, Rochester. And that was supposed to head down over southern New England, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York City during the afternoon. And that's exactly what happened. About an hour ago, the street lights came on behind me because that's how dark it got. I mean, it was a really incredible sight, especially for the 2 p.m. in the middle of the afternoon here on the East Coast. So 
where we're sitting right now in this air mass, this will go down in the recorded history of the New York City area as the worst air quality ever measured. And that goes back to the late 90s, so about 24 years. Of course, back in the 70s and 80s with the smog, it may have been worse then, but we just didn't have the monitoring stations. So where do we go from here? That's what everyone wants to know. When is this going to end? The fires are not stopping in Canada anytime soon. Uh -oh. They just said today there's 241 uncontrolled blazes burning in Canada. So any 241 uncontrolled blazes. That's not how it works, people. And if you believe there's, there's high temperatures in Canada like that, no. So what you need is wind. You need uh, fuel. Right? And high temps there are no high temps in canada right now new yorkers what, what is you what is you guys temps right now you have no high temps there so you don't eat that you take away one factor for uh, a fire for a forest fire right you need the high temps you need the wind and you need dry vegetation or what we call fuel brush dead 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 stuff you have none of that you have no high temps there no no high temps there but okay Let's go. Anytime that that north wind kicks in, it's going to blow down into the U.S. somewhere. It happens to be right now throughout New England and down the East Coast, but that could change in the weeks ahead. This region will finally get a little bit better on Saturday. That's when a cold front and some rain will come through and the wind direction will change and will blow this all out. But for tonight and tomorrow morning, what you see is what you get. And in the areas like D.C., uh, down to Richmond, that's where some of this is heading. Right now, the air quality is getting much worse in Philadelphia. Allentown, Pennsylvania is in the hazardous category. I mean, we're not just wearing masks just, you know, to make a statement we're wearing masks because it is literally the epa is telling us we are in a hazardous air quality not just for the elderly not for the young or people mm -hmm. with respiratory illnesses mm -hmm. but for everyone it's mm -hmm. hazardous to be breathing in all these particles they get in your lungs they get in your bloodstream they go through your heart not something you want to have happen if you can avoid it i'm going to talk about the health effects in a moment with uh, dr kavita patel a little bit later in the show but i want to ask you about climate change bill because we've here never we seen go. anything like this before that and here we go so this is how they're going to get you with the climate change hook. Okay. At least none of us can remember anything like this. Um, how is climate change affecting this? Officials in Canada have said that they expect there to be on and off wildfires through August of this year. So I guess this could happen again. We look at the extremes. Canada, especially Western and Central Canada, has just got done with the hottest spring they've ever seen. And that's where all the fires have started. That's the reason for all of this, is because they are so exceptionally hot and dry in the early spring. And now they're going into the summer, where, of course, it's hot and dry anyways. And that's all burning. So it's all part of that extreme cycle. And, you know, there have been wildfires in Canada before. You know, this one is probably worse this season because of climate change, because we're a little warmer. So it's probably what happened anyways, but it's more you know, everything is amped up a little bit. Everything's on steroids because of what we've done to our planet. And we'll talk to the doctor again in a moment. Um, but I do want to mention before we go that a matinee of Prima Fossi on Broadway was halted for 10 minutes because the actress Jodie Comer couldn't breathe. She was inside. <laughs> it started up again with the understudy playing the main role. So even on even indoors now, it's becoming a problem. Bill Karens, Bill, thank you very much. Yasmin Vesugian. OK. Once again, this is not how not how it works man okay so let's see what states are in are in trouble trouble
red flag. Five states were under red flag warnings today due to hot, dry, and unstable conditions, which would be parts of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Michigan, Washington, and Alaska will remain under until 8, 8 to 10 p.m. Let me see. Come on, skip this ad. Let's skip this ad. This is from Halifax. <laughs> Let me compare this to my experience with the last big fire I fought. This is when uh, Schwarzenegger was still governor and the fire, it was so big. We watched it cross the 405 freeway, right? Was it 405? I don't know if it was, I forget which freeway it was, but um, it was so big and we were, we were on a downshift, which means we were, we were done chopping for the day. We were, you know, eating and chilling, whatever, laying down. We were literally watching this fire basically walk across the freeway. And for those that go into these fires, listen, it's hot. It's windy. That's what I don't think people uh, realize at how windy um, these wildfires are. It's extremely, extremely windy. So when we practice deploying our um, aluminum shields, we call them, um, what do we call them? The term is, it's a, it's a joke, but it's a, we call easy bake ovens. We call, I, I, some, it was some funny term we called them, right? But basically they're aluminum, they're aluminum, whatever, sheets or, you know what I'm saying? And you would wrap yourself up in it. And basically the fire is supposed to pass over you and protect you while cooking you in aluminum. Because, you know, you put aluminum in, in your baked potato. And tell me how, what does it do to your baked potato, right? Hold on. And, um... So what they tell you is make sure you secure it tight because it becomes, it's very windy. So when we do these, these practice drills, whatever, they're like fire, you know, fire, deploy, deploy. They say deploy. We have to throw our gear down and whip out our aluminum shit and wrap ourselves up. And they will come by and kind of like try to rip it from you because it's extremely windy. So driving into these fires is extremely windy. It's, it's hot as hell. And you're seeing all types of debris literally in the air. You see animals running out. Like you, if you've never seen a scared rattlesnake running across running slithering slithering for its life it's a sight to behold like so we go into this shit and see the animals coming at you but anywho driving into these fires you can't see shit it's dark as hell you hear the wind it's windy and it's like a hot wind it's that hot prickly wind like from your oven you know when you stand in front of your oven it's that prickly prickly heat that's like ah that's, eh, prickly prickly just imagine that blowing that on you and um yeah, it's just, it's hell, man, driving into hell. I mean, you, that's the closest thing to hell that I've, I could imagine what it would be like, you know, just fire and smoke and shit just flying through the air on fires. <laughs> that is, that ain't no natural shit, man. Man, <laughs> I forget the term we use it, but, and because, um, you know, we watched the videos of all the guys that died um, deploying the the shield, or whatever, and they find them cooked inside. They were literally cooked to death inside the thing, the very thing designed to protect them from the fire. It's aluminum. And to this day, they still use them. They're like their standard issue. You know, what's up? Huh? What about them? 
What's wrong with my eyes? My eyes ain't like yours. My eyes are perfect. Anywho. Okay. Um, I'm going to get out of here. I, I think I run my mouth for enough. All my little firefighting experiences and shit. This is, listen, put the mask back on. Quit acting like you special. You're not special. Put the mask back on. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. You gonna acquiesce? Matter of fact, let me let's run that. Let's run, let's let's finish watching this shit, and we gonna get up out of here. Yeah, put the mask back on. You gonna acquiesce? You gonna acquiesce? Okay. Let's see the map, the wildfire tracker. Oh, let's do this. The maps let you track the smoke. So look at, now this is the, this is what insane. Look at where the fires are being reported. Okay. Look at where the fires are being reported. Okay. Now, if there's one thing I do know, I know, I know a little bit of topography. I know some geography. I know some weather. I know the further up north you go into Canada, the colder it gets. All right. I know for a fact, the further north you go in Canada, the colder it gets. Look at how many fires are in this section here. Right. This is unnatural. This is unnatural. Now, if you look at the states, now the fires in the states pretty much are spot on with high temps, right? You expect fires down here in Florida. Uh, what is that? Maybe is that Mississippi? I don't know what that is, right? All these fires you see here for the most part, you know, what is that? What is that? Arizona, is that Va Nevada, right? And then, you know, come fire season in another couple of months, you'll see California lit up like a Christmas tree, north and south. All right. But this, all these fires up here, way up here, that's not natural. That's not natural. And of course, the jet stream kind of goes like, whoosh, through the, you know, let's look at, let's, let's look at the jet stream. Look at all these fires here. That's insane. That's insane. That's not natural, y'all. Because technically, if you were to have this many fires here in this area, it would be a natural thing for it to be here in these states as well. Your Washington's, your um, Wyoming's, it would be a nat. I mean, because it's, it's the same territory. It's the same landmass. You would have fires down here in the states just as bad. You understand? So you see the fires here. It would be, oh my gosh. I hate that my dad, I hate that I never, I never finished this shit up. Oh, okay. I'm over it. I'm not over it. I'm over it, but I'm not over it. Now my dad, I, I text, text my dad. I should have, I should have listened to you, dad. Ah. Here's the, the forecast. All these extreme temperatures. 
Okay. 80 degrees is not an extreme temperature. So you mean to tell me the extreme temperatures just literally stop at the border? Y'all notice that, right? This shit literally stops at the <laughs> at the border of these states. Like it just wouldn't kind of trickle over to these states here, no? Yeah? No? Okay. If y'all say so. If y'all say so. Extreme, fast spreading, high intensity crown fire, very difficult to control. Suppressions, actions limited to flanks with only indirect actions possible against the fire's head. So once again, these, okay, if fires is. And then one more thing you need to know about fires. Wildland fires. They go uphill. Okay. Um, wildland fires, they literally, burn, they go uphill. They travel uphill against gravity. I've seen it. I've seen it myself firsthand. I didn't believe it. You know, when we were in class, they're like, "Yo, fires they go uphill, they burn uphill, like literally." So, all right, I'm out of here. Y'all have a good one. Peace.